Well, hello and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to episode 257 of Sustainable Minimalists, a twice-weekly show about intentional and eco-minimalist living. It is here, my favorite season of all. Don't think I'm weird. It is what it is. Spring is here. There are little green shoots popping up in my flower bed. Daylight savings has really transformed evenings in my household. So yes, spring is here. And what do we do in spring? Usher out the old and usher in the new. Now, my favorite activity these days seems to be applying the tenets of minimalism to areas beyond my physical space. And if you've been listening to this show for a while, if you consider yourself a seasoned minimalist, perhaps you also feel the pull to apply less is more intentional living principles to other areas of your life. And so that's exactly what we're doing today. We are spring cleaning, so to speak, the most important areas of our lives, which of course are our homes, our heads, and our hearts. I'm giving you one tip to spring clean your home, followed by one tip to spring clean your heart, and then one for spring cleaning your head. I tried really hard, and I think I succeeded in offering three easy action steps. So they're not hard, they're not time-consuming, they are easy and they're practical, and I so hope they help you as you apply minimalism to what's most important in your life this spring. So we're going to get into spring cleaning your home after a quick word from today's first sponsor. Nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, and that's why I am so excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that offers a full range of products designed to cover all of your garden and lawn needs. In years past, my vegetable garden, I neglected the soil and I didn't have much yield. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, your garden may not succeed. And so this year, I am so excited to cultivate the soil before planting the plants with Coast of Maine's organic products. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers, so next time you're at your local retailer, look for Coast of Maine products. Get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you, coastofmaine.com. Sir. And we're back. We're on to part one of today's show, which is spring cleaning, an easy, practical action step for your home. Well, you know I'm going to say it. You know I'm going to tell you to declutter. But let's start with the why. Messy spaces tend to prevent clear cognitive thinking. Clutter has a distorting effect. And that distortion can bleed into all other aspects of your life. So you know the saying, messy bed, messy head, if you don't make your bed every morning, that non-making of the bed bleeds into other aspects of your life, particularly into your cognition. It turns out that saying, which was my grandmother's favorite saying growing up, actually has some truth to it. Clutter can affect not just your emotions, not just your interpersonal relationships, but also your productivity and your thinking patterns. So when it comes to spring cleaning our homes this March into April, I am almost positive that you have one space in your home, in your living space, that's a little bit out of control. 
that space that you dread walking into, that you dread seeing. It's been on your mind for months or maybe a year or so, and it's a space you vowed in the past to tidy up and declutter, but you just haven't done it because, ugh, who wants to do that, right? I, even as a minimalist, as the host of this show, if I'm going to be completely honest, I have at least two spaces in my home that come to mind. (laughs) Spaces that I've been neglecting because the job is too big. The garage is a big one. My garage is an absolute mess. So if you're like me and you have a big space that you need to declutter and you've been putting it off, don't worry. I'm not going to tell you to tackle it. I'm not going to say that. What I am going to say is I'm going to suggest that you channel Krista Lockwood's advice. She was my guest on the Managing the Just-In-Case Clutter. It came out two weeks ago. I'll link it to it in the show notes if you missed it. But Krista offered a really powerful tip. And her tip has been sitting with me since recording that episode. Krista said that instead of tackling a whole space and getting overwhelmed at just the thought of it, instead of doing that, just get the energy moving. Just get energy moving. Now, what does this mean? What I think Krista means is she means that we can remain stagnant in anything in life. And when we have been stagnant for a while, it's easiest to stay stagnant. I feel this quite literally with exercise all the time. If I don't move my body on Monday and Tuesday, then when Wednesday comes around, it's way easier for me to not exercise. It's way harder to get over that not exercising hump and get my self in gear. An object at rest stays at rest, or so Isaac Newton says, right? So move out the energy. Stop the stagnation in its tracks by cleaning out just one item. If you have a huge space, like I have a garage to clean, maybe you move out one box of items, but don't commit to the whole space at the outset. That's scary, that's intimidating, that's hard. Today's show is about easy, practical stuff. So instead of tackling the whole space, get the energy moving by literally taking one thing and donating it, trashing it, passing it along, Get the energy flowing because when the energy flows, when you get stuff out of your house, it will likely snowball into motivation to keep working. So that's my tip for you on the home. If you have a space, and let's be real, we all have spaces in our homes that need attention, even minimalists with very few things, we all have that area and that's because life happens. Instead of taking that big gigantic step of decluttering the whole area, Just move out one thing or one box. Get the stagnant energy out. Get that rejuvenating spring-like energy in. So we're moving on to heart, spring cleaning your heart. And I love my tip for you. I have to be honest. I think this is such a good tip. My tip for you when it comes to spring cleaning your heart is to reconnect with one person or a few people that you love but have lost touch with. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, what on earth? How does this have anything to do with minimalism? Being emotionally cluttered is a real thing. And if you're like me and you've just completed year two of the pandemic, you've been experiencing information overload with a bit of social isolation, with an awful lot of frustration, and perhaps not getting your interpersonal needs met. So my tip for you when it comes to spring cleaning your heart is to choose one person and reconnect with them. 
I should say here that my mom recently reconnected with an old high school friend that she has not seen in decades. They reconnected, they went out for lunch, and when my mom was telling me this story, you could see on her face how impactful this lunch date with her old friend was. She was lighter, airier, happier. You could actually see the rejuvenation, essentially, on her face. And what's the purpose of spring cleaning if not rejuvenation, right? It is never too late to reconnect with someone or many someones that you've lost touch with. So how do you do this? How do you reconnect with somebody you've lost touch with? Maybe the pandemic put a schism in your relationship. Maybe it's somebody from high school. Who knows who the person could be, a childhood friend. How do you reconnect without seeming weird and doing it in an awkward way? Dr. Barbara Greenberg, she's a clinical psychologist in Connecticut, and she was recently interviewed by the New York Times. She suggests being honest. Just say something along the lines of, oh, hello there, Susan. Oh, hi. I know we've lost touch, but seeing you is something that I miss. You want to grab a coffee? Just be honest. And don't text, by the way. Pick up the phone and call. Make definitive plans if the person lives near you. And if you do make definitive plans, don't flake out the morning of the plans. Even in the best of times, we need humans. We need the support and the connection and the levity that comes with being around people who make us feel good. I want you to think about if you got that call, if you were on the receiving end, if somebody in your life that you lost touch with called you and said, I know we've lost touch, but I miss you. Seeing you is something I really miss. How would that make you feel? If I was to receive that call, that would make my entire day, if not my entire week. That would be such a wonderful call to get. I believe that life is too short to be elusive and to be closed off, full stop. So if there's somebody in your life that you miss, my spring cleaning tip for your heart is to pick up the phone, call them and reconnect. We're going to move on to my tip for spring cleaning our heads, our brains. We're going to do that after a quick word from our second sponsor. And we're back. We're talking all things spring cleaning for home, head, and heart just in time for my favorite season, which of course is spring. And yes, I know it's muddy. Yes, I know it's rainy. Yes, I know it's cold, but it is still my favorite season of all because what better than to see things growing, blooming again after a cold winter. So we're moving on to my tip for you for spring cleaning your head. My tip for you when it comes to spring cleaning our heads is to do whatever you can to reduce information overload. So what on earth does that mean? Well, let's back up. Is it me or is the world pulling at us? All day, every day, with rings and dings and bings, we are getting an awful lot of inputs. And so it's on us to each individually reduce the amount of information overload we experience whenever possible. It is darn near impossible to completely disconnect in 2022. Not impossible, but (laughs) hard. And so again, my quick and easy tip for you, I have some suggestions, but instead of trying to completely unplug, let's just reduce. Because when we reduce information overload, 
what we're really doing is we're creating that free space, that quiet time so that we can take off that energetic weight vest that we've been carrying around for just a little bit. It's just a little bit. It's a rest. That energetic weight vest, the world on our shoulders, whatever we're going to call it, that burden that we all carry. I don't suggest in today's episode removing it, taking it off for good, because that's really darn hard, if not impossible. But I do believe we can give ourselves a reprieve, give ourselves a rest from holding it all day long. The news cycle has just been relentless, hasn't it? It's a fire hose of bad news. There's the pandemic. There's the war in Ukraine that's coupled with an awful lot of terrible images, terrible stories, Climate change, that's another one that's big on my mind. We have all this bad news coming at us. There's notifications on all our devices all the time. How can we reduce such information overload? Well, Cal Newport, he's the author of the quite popular book, Digital Minimalism. Cal Newport suggests choosing just one or two reliable news sources and consulting them at just one specific time each and every day. So pick one or two news sources that you find reliable, that you enjoy reading or listening or watching, and then pick a time in the day, get your news, and then turn it off, shut it down. So don't keep CNN or Fox News or MSNBC on in the background all day. I am guilty of this. I have said before on the show that I really value being up to date with current events. That's something that matters to me. It is not uncommon for me to keep NPR on all morning long. But in efforts of spring cleaning our heads, perhaps I would be best served by listening to NPR from just 8 to 8.30 or just 8 to 9 and then turning it off and taking off that energetic weight vest that I carry around with all my worries all day long. Cal Newport also recommends taking a 30-day reprieve from our optional inputs, which of course would be social media, right? Social media is an optional technology that bombards us with excess inputs. Perhaps you take a 30-day break. A 30-day break is much more attainable than signing off forever. I should say for me personally in my own life, the number one way I give myself that rest from information overload is I turn off my phone. I do this early in the night, way before bed, and then I leave it off. I started doing this a couple months ago. I don't turn it back on. I don't leave my phone on while I'm sleeping. I turn it off around 8.30. I turn it back on the following morning. It actually quite literally feels like a weight is lifted off my shoulders because I'm turning off the source of information and stress. I do believe that for me, it's important to go offline. I do believe it's important for me to be unreachable for a little bit each and every day. And maybe that's too extreme for you. I get that. I hear you. And if so, if that's maybe a little bit too extreme for you, maybe you just take Cal Newport's baby steps. Another great way here to reduce information overload is to practice mindfulness. If that sounds too scary, if committing 10 minutes per day to meditate is too hard, perhaps you start journaling. I'm a writer by nature. 
But I do truly believe that people who don't consider themselves writers can become intentional and more introspective with a good daily planner that also has a bit of a journal in it. Bullet journaling is huge, right? I do not have a bullet journal, but advocates argue that bullet journals are organizational systems that enable us all to practice mindfulness without much hard work on the front end. And that's because bullet journals force you to continually reevaluate whether the places you're putting your energy and time are worth it for you. So reduce information overload by getting intentional about the information you allow into yourself, into your bubble, into your sphere. Get intentional about that. Maybe you do that with a journal. Maybe you do that with a meditation. And then once you decide what information you want to receive, you put limits around when and how you receive it. So I hope I gave you all some tips and tricks as we enter in, as we usher in, I should say, a new season. Friendly reminder is to please, if you're a new-ish listener and you've been enjoying the show and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please give the show a quick rating or review. It helps an indie podcast like myself, indie podcast meaning a podcast without a network. It helps me stay on the top of the charts. And if you listen on Spotify, you can give it a quick rating. You literally just click how many stars you think the show deserves. It takes less than a second, half a second maybe. And thank you so much for supporting the show in that way. I will see you on Tuesday for your regularly scheduled interview. Reach out to me if you need me. I'm here for you and I appreciate you. Have an amazing weekend. Happy spring and take care. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.